magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yes. Now I am uh, recording with a kitten in the room, so. Helena. Helena, the kitten. She's here. I might have to let her out at some point. She's currently batting with a... um, uh, string oh just really being pure kitten (laughs) classic classic Mm -hmm. kitten move i might need to look at yourself in the mirror yeah i might need to let solo in oh okay because he's not used to me being in a closed room while i'm uh at this time in the morning okay well i just let her out Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see if Solo meows outside of the door and then I'll okay. let him in. Um, but um, so, speaking of kitties, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, well, this has been a crazy week. It's just actually been kind of a relentless whole time period for me and cats because yeah. we did, we, you know, we foster, we rescue, and we decided to keep these two kittens which I really didn't think we were going to keep any I don't know why I should know myself better than that but we really felt drawn to them and then we found out that one of them has leukemia which is highly contagious to other cats and it doesn't give them a very long lifespan Mm. but and it was fair and we happen to foster leukemia kittens I mean cats so we have (laughs) Four of them in our finished basement, which also is where my daughter um, has her bedroom. Um, So it's a nice area for her, but it was just really shocking to have to separate her from her sister. And it just brought up a lot of stuff for me about responsibility. And like also it brought up a lot of things. Basically, cats are my pain point. <laughs> yeah. It's like where all of my shit comes up for me, like all of my old trauma, because cats for me were like the one safe place in my childhood. And I always say they taught me how to love because they were very loving and I didn't really have that in my childhood. And so I feel it just it brings up probably a lot of dysfunctional. Um, <laughs> well, it is. It's just like on old trauma stuff so it brought up a lot of that that I had to process through which was like a lot of like why is this happening which I never do otherwise and and um I mean I was able to heal a lot from it and and just go deeper into radical acceptance thanks to your advice to Tess and really keep coming back to being kind to myself which it's interesting situations like that I often don't think like well it's not that I'm not being kind to myself I'm just sad but actually I didn't realize that I wasn't being kind to myself until I like put my hand on my heart and was and I said may I be kind to myself and I felt this like relief and this feeling of like okay relaxing and yeah, so it's interesting how much that works, even when, right. like, maybe you think it's not about that. It's, yeah. Yeah, that kindness affirmation in um, self-compassion is so powerful because it, it starts with this is a moment of suffering. 
And that, just that, starting with that. So to our listeners, if you don't know, it's this is a moment of suffering. Suffering is a part of the human condition. Or no, suffering is a part of life. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion I need. And each aspect, each of those four aspects is so powerful. But even when I just start with this is a moment of suffering, Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, yeah, let me just acknowledge that this is suffering. And then suffering is a part of life. Like this is not just me, but everyone is feeling. Yeah, there's a lot at some point. There's like a lot of different. I don't think you have. There's not like a right way to do it. You yeah, know, you, you can, can change, change the part of it. And, yeah. Exactly. Another part of it I like is um, anyone would feel this way. It's oh, just like yeah. so. Yeah. Like oh yeah, anyone. It's not just right. me. You yes. Know? Um, and um, I am gonna. <laughs> Is there another cat Maybe you situation can just happening? talk, and I'm going to take her out of the room because it, it is very distracting. She's suddenly, I have a um, cover over the, a soundproof little piece of rug over the table that she is now finding all the strings for and attacking them relentlessly. Okay. I don't know if you can hear that, but. <laughs> um, I'll oh, just pause. She goes, okay. Okay, I try. I tried to open the door for her in the first place, and I thought she left. But then I looked to my left and saw her on top of the couch. Oh, she was still there. <laughs> <laughs> but this time I saw her leave. Anyway, so yeah, and also just the fact that this is happening so much. But I had a little, um, not little. I had a did a trade with Britton Larue, who we've had on here. She's a great astrologer. I highly recommend. Um, getting a session with her and she was it also just like validation helped so much you know we're just humans I mean we're infinite beings in human bodies but right. because we're separated with these human bodies it can feel very like I'm, I'm the only one feeling this yes. so often or like needing validation um, you know obviously the ultimate goal is to maybe I don't know. I don't know. I mean, part of me is like the ultimate goal is to never need outside validation. And I guess maybe Jesus was like that. But I do think it's like connection is also so important and getting that, you know, feeling connected to community is is a good thing. Yeah, it feels but, important. Yeah. So um, anyway, as far as the validation, basically my astrology really confirmed it and she was talking to me about how I don't remember exactly I have to go listen to it again but part of the astrology was about our co-regulators like um my relationship with a co-regulator so that a co-regulator is essentially someone that helps you regulate (laughs) so feel okay like you know you know what I mean but when I say that I mean I think so like some like Ted is like that for me like he helps me feel I think if I understand it correctly he helps me feel grounded he helps me it balances me out exactly yeah so if you're dysregulated you feel like out of sorts and like eh, you can't really process things well and so we have people in our lives that help co-regulate us well for me (laughs) growing up it was my cat so that's part of why this has been like it's already coming up in the astrology like for my relationship with my co-regulators and I do think that a lot of it I'm talking so much about me but I do think uh, hopefully this is helpful to other people um when I examine that relationship I can look at how is this 
out of balance, you know? So yeah. while it's okay for me to like hug my cat Greg and instantly feel better and like get that love, then it becomes out of balance when it's like I'm trying to control like June's fate, the cat that had oh, leukemia, yeah. or like I'm blaming myself for what's happening, which I was doing, or like I'm taking too much responsibility and thinking she doesn't have her own life. I mean, she does. She chose to come here on this earth and, you know, so that's where it becomes out of balance and I need to look at that and like give my that's when I why I really needed that self-love because my little inner child was feeling really lost with yeah. all these cats being out of whack yeah for those of you who haven't been listening we also had two cats die and one cat ran away so yeah. it's been a lot um and again we rescue animals that's why we have so many and believe it or not, we do put a limit on it. The foster lady actually called me and was like, can you take this pregnant cat with FIV from the shelter? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did at first consider it. but It's hard for you to turn oh, it down God. every time. I know. But oh, you do. so hard. Brett was saying, like, um, he was saying it's hard to feel like we're the ones who are saying yes or no to her life because she yes. was in a shelter. And I was like, I know. Aww. But we're basically saying that every time we don't adopt every animal in the shelter, you know. Yeah, I remember being so inspired by that about you guys when I first met you, when I came over to do feng shui and I found out that <laughs> Brett would go and rescue the alley cats and take them to get spayed or neutered and uh, just and how I just could feel that you guys both cared about it so much. It's just really inspiring. Oh, I'm glad it's inspiring. For me, it's pathological. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I send him to go do it because he is Aww. clear, like he's able to. But I'm working on that. Anyway, how was your week? Oh, all oh, good. Yeah. Oh, and should I, we talk about the cards? Oh, sorry. What were you no, saying? No. Well, I wanted to talk about Jacob Blake. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Just about uh, to mention him in this week and just like that our hearts are once again going out to the black community. And it's just, I mean, what else is there to say? It's such a tragedy once again. And yeah. I just feel so sad especially for the black community it's so exhausting to just keep seeing your people getting killed and then other and you know white supremacy culture not taking responsibility i mean yeah. brianna taylor's murderers are still working yeah <sighs> so that's not <sighs> so anyway yeah we just wanted to mention that yeah so um, our cards last week, should we talk about those? Uh, we So this, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. And the, in the check-in at the beginning, we talk about the cards we drew last week for the week ahead and how they resonated. So last week I drew the Hyacinth card from my Magic of Flowers Oracle, which is um, irresistible attraction. It's like mm -hmm. being present and grounded and then attracting energy to you instead of feeling like, you know, you need to go out and do, do, do. You like mm. sit where you are and bring, let things magnetize toward you. And then you drew from Starseed Oracle, the void, and also your life is your canvas. Mm. That makes sense now. 
<laughs> yeah. Does it, it, that more. resonates. Yeah. yeah. Well, I already talked about me, so you yeah. talk about me. Well, you know, what I was going to talk about is that I've been reading this book. I'm about 80% through it, and it's called Existential Kink. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> like I like if <laughs> I'm only right now able to even start talking about it because it's so deep and intense that I was just like, how yeah. can I even begin to bring this up? But I feel like I have to because it's such a game changer for me. Ooh, so, I'm so yeah, excited. I highly, highly recommend it. But it's mm. so I would say it's by Carolyn Elliott, and I, I have read a book by her before, and I really mm. liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this book is about shadow work. But she makes it so, like, you know, normally when we talk about shadow work, I feel like most of us, um, you know, in the metaphysical world, we talk about shadow work. It's like, yeah, shadow work. We need to do it. But we uh-huh. don't like to, but we need to. You know, but this book is about how it can be really fun and delightful and pleasure-filled and like a way of claiming every aspect of you and your life experience. Whoa. It's amazing. Whoa. And she, yes. Whoa. And she talks about, she even mentions Sedona Method in it, that it was like You're a kind, kidding. No, oh, Sedona Method funny. and the work by Byron Katie. Because, you know, both oh. of those books are about kind of like questioning, like, can <laughs> I accept this? Can I come into harmony with what is yes. instead of fighting against yes. it? But this, is I this feel like. Is sexual in nature? It, well, okay. So existential kink, the reason why it's called that is because the concept she compares it to like having a kink, like to be DSM or something like how people enjoy being hurt. But it's like from the sense of like, it's fun and it's play. So it's like, can you go into that with like, can you know, because she also talks about, it's like, what if we look at everything that's in our lives as like in some, some part of us wanted this. Like, what if we brought this in? And I, it doesn't necessarily, I don't think we need to get into, like, is that literally true? Like, do we literally yeah. want that? I feel like it's more like, what if, like, some subconscious, like, repressed part of me that I don't accept really yeah. did want that? And, like, what if I, like, went into the joy of that? What if I went into the joy of feeling ashamed of my body? What if I went wow. into, like, the pleasure of feeling rejected? Like Ooh. in the same way that you would, you know, if in yeah. like sexual oh, play. Oh, yeah. And and she is kind of like, well, we are eternal beings. We aren't. It is an illusion. We did come into yeah. the shadow realm. Why would we be, you know, incarnated in? Why would we choose to be incarnated into this roller coaster ride unless we wanted to experience that? So, yeah. so she talks about like how we judge that like we were like of course I don't want to be broke of course I don't want that but it's like what if you're like well what if part of me does and then if you move into the joy of that it's like the Sedona method it's like then you get to feel feel it like oh let me feel the pleasure of that and then now I don't have to keep on being in that energy anymore you know what that a little bit reminds me of is when you hear like or even maybe in your own life in some ways like well, I'm just thinking about like famous like musicians or something who look back on their broke times with like that was actually the best part of their whole uh-huh. lot, you know, like now that they're big and successful and famous, they're cut off from the world. Like it's like they, they look back on that with nostalgia. And uh-huh. so like what if you were doing that right now? Like, right. 
enjoyed the it, pandemic. <laughs> yeah, she well, she talks. So, I mean, it, it's like it's just overwhelming because I feel like wow. in the past I have had a concept like with Sedona Method or the work by Byron Kitty, like, oh, yeah, I should accept what is, you know, I should totally uh-huh. accept what is. But like the way she's like, don't just accept it. Enjoy Love it. it. Because it, it is like a disconnection from your ego. Because the ego wants to be like, no, I'm rich, I'm successful, everything's mm-hmm. great. But like if you go into your eternal nature, it's like every you can accept everything that is there. It's, it's re- I mean, it is, it's been really Wait, awesome. Wait, do you mean when you said I'm rich and successful, were you being the musician that I talked about? What? Well, you go, oh. you said I'm rich and successful. No, I'm just talking about the ego. Like our ego oh. wants that. Our ego only wants to like be like, I only want good things. I but see, it's like if we're here in this life experience, we are in some way choosing everything we're experiencing. So right. why would we not in a way of feeling guilty or feeling like you're doing something wrong, but like right. just removing all of the judgment of that. Like going, it's yes. like almost as if like when you watch a movie you don't identify I mean you do identify with the characters but you like you don't don't take it personally right (laughs) and you don't want the characters to just be like rich and happy sitting in a big house the whole time in the movie that would be boring (laughs) right so it's like kind of identifying with the fun of everything that happens to you the that aspect of it it's like it's you know I'm not surprised she talked about the Sedona method because Hale actually does the guy who does the Sedona method um he does talk about that too like what if you loved this part? He uh-huh. he talks about that a little bit. Um, he doesn't bring it up all the time, but yeah. Like, what if you loved the problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has yeah. all these different, like, she has the main existential kink meditation. And then uh-huh. she has, like, this deepest fear inventory that you, like, look uh-huh. at, like, why you're afraid to manifest what you want to manifest. Mm-hmm. And you just get honest about it. But she has a bunch of other really interesting exercises and stuff i wonder if she'll come on our show maybe we can ask her that'd be great i know yeah let's ask her i just tried to get it at the library and they won't just right now during the podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they said it's unavailable well yeah i wasn't at my library either but i do think you should buy this one because this one is one that you i mean i feel like i'll keep coming back to it okay i'll do it um and i did there was a whole other thing, but you know what? I can save that for next time because we want to – let's move on. We've said yeah. a lot. We have said a lot. I will say, though, actually, one last thing is I finished the second draft of my novel. Woo! And I felt like even more – it was weird. I felt more um, compl- like I did something than I did when I finished the first draft. Like, it felt like I was so happy, oh. and I felt like, oh, my God, I did it. Like – it really felt like, uh and I just, yeah, it, it's... Congratulations. I mean, not, I, I'm not saying I'm... <laughs> well, I really enjoy it. I'll just say that, like, I really have gotten, like, I miss the characters, that kind of thing. Like, Aww. I want to go back and just be with them. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm sure there'll be more edits, so... I can't wait. Um. Okay. So now we will, what are we, oh, we want to talk about that we're doing a fun new thing and we really hope you'll join us. We're doing, what are we calling it? Cocktail power hour. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have some cocktails on Instagram live and chat it up and then we're going to decide what we're talking about at the end of this episode because a lot of times there'll be like a theme, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we'll come back around and let you know what we'll be talking about as our topic. But that's going to be live on Instagram this Wednesday. Oh, which is a full moon. So that's, um, it's actually it's like first? Tuesday night, early, oh, early okay. Wednesday. It's early yeah. Wednesday. It depends on where you are in the world. But yeah. um, Wednesday the 2nd at um, 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Central, and 7 p.m. Eastern. That's right. And don't feel that 4 is too early to drink if you would like to drink with us. No, just whenever you, you want to drink. Just one drink. Yeah. And if you're sober, you know, have have a fun punch maybe. Tea, kombucha. Tea, kombucha, right. It'll be fun. Or yeah, have an edible. Why not? Yeah. Especially if you're in, well, you can have it wherever you want it. What am I talking about? I was going to say in a place where it's legal. Um. <laughs> anyway, also, oh yeah, and maybe you can ask us questions on there. Part we'll answer questions. We'll be available. Yeah, we'll All see right. how that goes. We haven't yeah. done that yet, but we're excited. We sure will. So come and hang out. Um. Okay, and then oh, we also wanted to say that if you could, we first of all, we've got so many this week. We got a plethora of great reviews <laughs> <laughs> and we got one that said tess is the worst but well, we don't need to talk about yeah, it <laughs> yeah tess is the best we all thank know you that. <laughs> please if you if you feel bad about that though you could existential or, kink it oh i thought you were talking about oh, me. oh i was oh, like yeah, i'm gonna enjoy existential- i'm gonna enjoy being called the worst well she called you a hypocrite oh <laughs> not yeah, the worst even better <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I don't know anyone who is less of a hypocrite than you. It's oh, just, thank you. I really think that that person, talk about existential kink. I mean, they were projecting their shadow side onto you. I really just got that very much strongly. Uh, yeah, like they, yeah, anyway, we don't need to go into well, I, that. Well, I just need to get used to stuff like that. Yeah, because, um, exactly, because you're, we're huge. We're so going to just keep getting gonna, more and more popular. So it's going to happen right. more and more. So let us know through a review, either on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. It really helps our show, helps us, people find us. And it really means a lot to us to read those really nice reviews. They, yes. They really make us happy. Oh, we were going to read one. Oh, we were? Oh, I forgot. Remember that was our thing? I, we'll, yeah. we'll do it next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, we and do also – oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say we also have a phone number. We um, sure do. So if you would like to call us and ask us a question, the phone number – do you know what the phone number is, Natasha? I think so. I think it's 828-333-7181. I'm like almost positive. Yeah, I think that's it. 828-333-7181. That's it. Okay. Brett was hoping last week because last week I – forgot it and then I had to do it later and he was hoping that I wouldn't correct it and then he could just put his voice over mine for the 333. Oh that would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm just going to do a real quick plug that the podcast is brought to you by my let's say the um my zoom pre-recorded class where it's called owning your power and it's an hour class where I help you with energy healing techniques to bring your power back to you and clear out your space. It's like kind of a, I'd say a nice, I mean, it's definitely helpful. You can use all the tools as 
in one big chunk or even do little ones throughout the day. Like I really like to um, create content that is for people to use that they can do on the fly. So people don't feel like, oh, the only way I can feel, you know, grounded is if I meditate every day for an hour or whatever. So I like to have little tools to help people just like, oh, I feel better right now because I just, you know, cleared out my space with light and, you know, stuff like that. So you can... That is a really good life skill. Yeah, it's really helpful. I do it like I do these things all day, just like throughout the day. Um, So you can go to my website, highestlighthealing.com and sign up over there. I was going to say something that I don't remember what it was. So, um, all right. So should we go to our questionies? Yes. Okay. Um, Do you want to do the, let's do the voicemail second because I have the written one in front of me. Okay. Um, Okay. So this question, oh, and if you want to ask us a question not on our voicemail, you can go to our website magicmondaypodcast.com and go to the uh, we have an ask a question button there okay dear Tess and Natasha this is from Tracy I live in the UK and have two children aged 10 and 7 my youngest has always been a sensitive child and prone to upsets over apparently small issues and since the disruption of lockdown he's been showing more signs of anxiety I'm just her youngest. Okay. We have spoken to his doctor, but I have been following Tess for 10 years now and Natasha too since the start of the podcast and you have both helped me so much with my own anxiety. I would love your ideas about how I can further support him while protecting my own energy. I would appreciate some tips on parent-child contracts and any other general ideas you might have. Keep shining your light. You inspire us all so much. Okay, so you said you want me to go first yeah. with this, yeah. right? Okay, so, um, and I, yeah, so my one of, well, anxiety runs in my family, so we all have, <laughs> but I also do have um, a child that has extra anxiety, and I would say, um, I was actually just trying to tune in here to the, um, the to Tracy's child to see if I could give more specific advice. And my feeling is that, and this is probably true with a lot of kids right now, is that he needs a feeling of safety, that things are really up in the air. I mean, we all are feeling it. This energy in the world is, you know, if we are not consciously, and even when we are, tuning into our grounding cords and present time in the earth to our spot on the earth, it's very easy to pick up on the anxiety of the whole world. Mm -hmm. Um, So my feeling is that, excuse me, any way that you can create more of a letting him know that he's safe. Um, I'm seeing him also like doing things with his hands. Like if you, I wonder if you've done anything like, um, um, that sand they have this like kinetic sand stuff um that you can that's actually very soothing for anybody even adults <laughs> um it's not exactly like sand it's like it all um clumps together really nicely um i'm seeing like just more grounding more safety more coming back to his body to um a real sense of oh you're here right now you're here in present time that is really hard to do 
you know, with seven-year-olds, I'm noticing as my daughter is a teenager now, it's actually a lot easier because she can talk more about it and wants to process it. Um, whereas kids, it's harder. But so any way that you can do that, just maybe even just telling him, you know, you're safe. We're here together as a family and, and we're safe, you know, tea, like grounding teas. Um, so creating that, first of all, and then you mentioned yourself and also parent contracts. So taking just like when I took a brief little look at the parent-child contract, understandably, it does look like there's a need to want to take over his energy and like be like, you know, kind of like how I am with the cats. It's like, I just want to swoop in there and make everything okay. But then what happens is I get anxious and then he doesn't, they don't really feel any better. So calling your energy back to you, like I just talked about, um, you too, doing the same thing, grounding in present time, um, saying hello to yourself, calling your energy back to you so that <clears throat> even though you are responsible for him because he's your child, he does have, it's he has his own path and also it's not helpful for you to absorb his anxiety. So you can also just affirm I'm releasing any cords to him from any chakra other than the heart chakra. Um, I'm releasing any cords that I have out to him. Just really trying to come back to yourself in present time because the more that you can show yourself as a grounded person in present time, the then he will feel that as opposed to you two kind of bouncing off each other. That's what I have to say. Nice. Do you want to add something? Yeah, I just have one intuitive hit on this, and it is black tourmaline for oh, both nice. of you. Yeah. So wearing black tourmaline, carrying black tourmaline, sleeping with black tourmaline under your pillow, and even the gem elixir, I'm seeing. You could do both, mm-hmm. come at it from both angles. So I feel like that's going to be really grounding and settling for you. Yeah. And as you were talking, I wonder if you all ever play games together. I'm seeing things like another intuitive um, hit that I'm seeing is having family time where you're to just creating maybe even more ritual where it's like, oh, we're doing this at this time. Like I mentioned, I think last week, like every Friday night we play D&D. Oh, yeah. You know, my son created that. Or we do this thing called poetry tea time. We haven't done a little bit, but we used to do it every single Sunday. We just get together and it's basically a time for the kids to have a baked good and then (laughs) and we drink tea and read poetry to each other like poetry you guys all pick what poems you want to read we all bring out our books and then read yeah we all just pick a poem and read it to each other oh that is so cute great i love that you have such a fun life (laughs) i wish you guys were my parents (laughs) it's funny because i often think you have such a fun life like oh "Oh, you could just go on a hike like you and Ted. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, um, and you can read that book for the whole oh, and not that you don't have other things going on but I just get interrupted by children it, the grass is always greener in and a way we do right. have that as humans as that sound garden song says the grass is always greener where the dogs are shitting <laughs> oh I like another that. little aspect mm-hmm. to it yeah, well, it's a way of not idealizing other people. You yeah. Know? Like, it's like, oh, the... anyway. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So just, oh, and 
Yeah. So having kind of some more routine, I don't know if you have that. And I know that's super, super hard during quarantine to have any kind of routine, but it does seem, it does feel grounding. And it even yeah. feels grounding for me. It's like, oh, this is the day we do this. Right. This is not, you know, it feels good to have that. Yeah. So if it's playing a game or something like that, that's, that's fun. When I told Ted that you guys played uh, D&D with your kids, he was so, like, you could tell he was so impressed. And I've never seen him get impressed with anything about parenting. Like, it's just usually kind of alien to him. But he was like, can you imagine how cool those kids are going to be? That their parents play D&D with them every week. It was so cute. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Because did you mention that I usually have a glass of wine? And, like, the first time it started, Clyde was like, we're in a tavern. And I was like, we're in a tavern? Like, I was so excited you, about I it. love that. Your the wine did help. The wine helped. I will say that. All right. So now let's listen to our next. Well, yeah, we'll listen to our voicemail. Okay. Here it goes. Hi, Natasha and Tess. This is Tori. I absolutely love your podcast. And this is my question. I want to know when you make wishes and intentions and you write them down and put them under your crystals, um, how long should they stay there when you do a crystal grid as well? Like how long should that note stay there? If the intention has come to pass, what do I do with that note? Do I burn it? Do I throw it away? Um, And then how long do I just keep even in general like crystal grids up before? Um, Whether they have to do with love and if it has come to pass, do I take it down? Um, I'd love to know. Thank you. Okay, so... Uh, Tori, this is a great question, and I get this a lot. So, um, so first, she is, you know, she asked about how long to leave the note, and that I would say, um, first of all, you know, you write your your intentions in the present tense as if they're already true. Just want to add in there when you fold the note, fold mm-hmm. it toward yourself every time. Mm-hmm. Just something to keep in mind, mm-hmm. and then. Um, place it you know you place it on your altar with your crystal that's a kind of a common new age practice mm-hmm. metaphysical magical practice like under and the crystal yeah you mm-hmm. and you can you can you know empower the crystal in sunlight and set put the intention into the crystal by holding it and place it on the um on the note on the list of intentions and so as far as how long to leave it you know i would say a kind of a standard recommendation would be one full moon cycle so that would be like about 28 days um but you know you'll you'll get the hang of following when it feels right to you it could be like maybe you set it on your altar on the new moon and then on the full moon it feels like oh this is a great time to release it or maybe you want to leave it till the next new moon I would say like 14 to 28 days kind of but I want to also I want this answer to be something that helps you to tune into your own everyone tune into your own Mm -hmm. intuition with this Um, as far as when uh, what to do when you release it I feel really comfortable recycling. Just like, okay, time to put it in the recycling bin. Oh, okay. Because that always feels weird to me. If it feels weird to you, then don't do it. You can also burn it safely in a cauldron or pot and release the ashes like to soil or to a moving Mm -hmm. body of water. If that feels more powerful for you. 
if that also doesn't feel right, because maybe in some cases, I mean, that's kind of something you do when you're banishing something, like you're oh, writing out yeah. stuff you want to banish. So if that also doesn't feel like authentic for whatever you're manifesting, you could, um, I, I made this box. I have a box that is, you know, you can get those wooden boxes at Michael's and uh-huh. decorate them. Uh-huh. So I painted this box kind of gold and greenish colors and put um, like a tree, sort of a, like a scrapbooking, you know, you can get those pretty sort of scrapbooking images. It's like uh-huh. a tree image that I put on the top of it. Mm-hmm. And I use that for charms and stuff that I don't, I'm not ready to get rid of them, but I also don't want them to be on my altar anymore or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bury it. I think you've mentioned it. this before. Okay, yeah, it's like. And it then used, you go through it at yeah, some like, point. Yeah, well, maybe like a year or two later, and I'm like, oh, I don't need this anymore. So um, that's another thing you could do. You could have a box that's just specifically for like, I'm not ready to get rid of it, but I don't need it on my altar anymore. So I'm just going to put okay. it in this magical box and leave yeah. it there for an indefinite <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. Um, and then as it, so before I move on to the crystal grid question, do you have anything you want to add to that? Oh, no. I mean, just that I really related to this question because every time I take that paper off, like I'm done with it, then I'm like, I, I've just been folding them into a journal because it feels wrong. It feels like these are my precious. <laughs> like I put a lot of energy into this and it feels weird to throw it in the garbage. Oh, yeah. I have a thing where I just really like throwing things away. Yeah. I mean, I generally do. I mean, I know you do. It's like how I am with, I forget if Brett called me this or if it was someone else, but they called me a deletist when it comes to like on, um, (laughs) when we, this must have not been Brett because I think it was when I had a TiVo and I'd just be like, delete, delete, we're done, we're done, we're done. Oh, yeah. And they, they they call me a deletist. But I I do like, (laughs) I think they made it up. But it is, fun for me to delete Mm. things but like especially digital clutter but I don't I I think it's because I infuse so much of my attention into these notes it's like it feels like well you know it feels like precious like I should my precious well (laughs) that's a good point so that magically you are doing that but one of the dynamics of doing magical work is you want to set you want to hold the energy you want to build the energy but then you also want to release it Hmm. so it's like that's a really important part of the magic right right of course yeah so yeah so you could think of it if that bothers you like oh this is this precious important thing that I've created then you can think oh now I'm gonna let it's like blowing a kiss like now I'm gonna release that energy to the universe so whether that feels powerful to you to burn it safely burn it or recycle it or put it in your magical box it's like okay I'm just gonna like it's like also like dropping a letter in the mailbox like I I wrote it and now I'm gonna release it and now it's gonna go all that energy is gonna go out into the world and then it's gonna Mm, boomerang back to me but that's why I think the garbage feels like if it was in a mailbox it would feel different even (laughs) recycle I don't know recycling has its own sort of magic to me that's true that's true Okay, so now let's talk about the crystal grid. Okay, so crystal grid, I would say it's kind of the same deal for me where I would say 14 to 28 days, where if you do it on the new moon, maybe you want to leave it till the full moon. Or maybe you do it, you know, in the first quarter moon and you just leave it for 28 days until the next quarter moon. Or you leave it as 
for as long as it feels powerful for you, like it's still emanating energy. And then at some point, if it starts to feel like, oh, I just energetically feel like it's kind of past its prime, it's starting to feel a little stagnant or get a little dusty or whatever, or I just don't need it anymore, that energy's released. Sort of like you could, I don't, I'm really going crazy with the metaphors here, but sort <laughs> of like, <laughs> like an air freshener, like it, for a while uh -huh. it's emanating the scent yeah, and then it just yeah. stops, sort of stops doing that. So you kind of tune into that with the crystal grid and release it when it feels right. And you could also, same dynamic where it's like, okay, I've set this energy and it's been emanating and now I'm gonna unwind it and even release that energy even more now that I'm unwinding it. So yeah. if it's like a crystal grid, usually I would say in most cases you're creating a grid to create something rather mm -hmm. than to dismantle something although you could make a crystal grid for banishing too mm -hmm. um, but if you're doing it to create something you probably would be creating the crystal grid in a clockwise direction you know you set your centerpiece and then you build in a clockwise direction because that's the building and expanding mm -hmm. energy then when you let go of it you release it in a counterclockwise direction to release mm -hmm. the energy to the ether for yeah. it to go wherever it will. Yeah, that's good. And if you want afterwards, you could um, then cleanse the crystals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we are having a full moon coming up. I think our full moon on Tuesday. And I think so that's a good time to cleanse your crystals. Mm -hmm. Although for us here, it's supposed to be raining, I think, mm -hmm. which is a real bummer. The last two full moons have been real cloudy. I mean, you could cleanse it in the rain, cleanse them in the rain, as long as they're not selenite or something that will dissolve. Yeah, I feel like there's so many exceptions, but maybe it's just selenite and a couple. I feel of like, I don't know of one, I mean, there must be really? other ones, but that's yeah. the main one that dissolves in water, oh, is selenite. Okay. And here's a question, I think the answer is that you, it's not as effective, right, if, if you're... Um, charging your crystals and it's cloudy not raining just cloudy yeah i yeah. i if you want to charge them in the full moon i would do it when the full moon is it's you can clear. see it and this yeah. if you charge them in the sun same deal like if if it's there's Out not clouds the over the sun it will be more powerful okay um all right do you ever cleanse them in water yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I know you just said rain, but like the your regular like tap water under the sink. Yeah, I okay. sometimes will do that. Um, just like running cold water, let it run for a while. I'll put it them in a strainer sometimes oh, and let the water okay. run over them. Um, but now I live not too far from a creek, so I sometimes will oh, go clear my crystals, nice. put them in the creek, and let the. Oh, I should do that in our creek. The cows like to go in the creek, but. <laughs> oh, cows in the creek! Yeah, Aww. they're so cute. Um, all right. So that those are our questions. Again, if you want to give us a voicemail, we love these voicemails. We really do. They uh, really brighten our day. They're so fun. Um, 828-333-7181, or you can go to magicmondaypodcast.com and, um, you know, ask us a question there. All right. Is it time for, okay, great. It's time for my part, the energy report. So this week on the energy, well, okay, so the energy report is when I noticed the trend of the energy. This week on the energy report. <laughs> I used to want to be a newscaster really badly when I was like 10. Uh. Um, okay. 
<laughs> so it's the trend I notice in the clients who come to see me and the energy, um, the trend, yeah, the trend of their um, questions and with myself as well. I'm also tuning into what we can look into for this coming week. So what I really am noticing is two things. One, to steal a page from your book, um, clearing clutter, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because what I'm noticing is there's a lot of releasing of the past. Also, we are in Virgo season, so it shouldn't be too much of a shock that I'm getting that. But um, there's been a lot of like, okay, I'm looking at this past situation again from a different level and I want to, I'm ready to clear it out. I'm ready to move the energy. And there's been a little bit of getting stuck in the head, stuck in the analyzer. And so moving the energy any way you can. So clearing clutter really will be helpful. And also um, just getting in your body more. So releasing it from a body place by checking in, like, where do I feel this in my body? How do I, how does my inner child feel about this? Coming out of your head, um, and connecting to your whole self. And then the other part of that is, well, it's interesting, as I see this clearing, this energy clearing, I also see, <clears throat> sorry, God, my voice today, um, <clears throat> I also see creative energy coming in. So it's like making way for creativity, for having fun through being creative, like, Painting, writing, drawing, whatever it is. I'm having fun dancing. Um, but this really is enabled by this clearing of clutter. And then the other part of it is the heart. I've been seeing the heart as kind of like this week, like having this beautiful center, but then needing some smoothing out of the edges. Like there's some harshness around, some invalidation, some self-negativity, self, um, you know, negative self-talk, that kind of thing. And also, again, from the past, like bringing that in. So it's like you have the sense of, oh, I deserve more, this kind of thing we've been talking about the last few weeks about owning our power more. And, and our hearts have been going bigger, but it's like on the outside, it's like, oh, it still needs some smoothing. So the image I got was bringing in a big ball of gold light or white light. I actually kind of see it as white light um, in our hearts and then seeing it get bigger and then connecting <clears throat> a cord from your heart to your crown chakra and then seeing your crown chakra light up. And then also a cord from your heart down to your third and second. And not to ignore the other chakras, but I'm really getting that those ones um, are needing these, this extra light right now from the heart. So it's the heart to the what? Heart to the crown chakra at the top okay. of your head and then down to your third chakra, which is above your belly button, also known as the solar plexus, and then the second, the sacral chakra, which is below your belly button. Okay. So just seeing it like the light go down there and then coming out like you can see those chakras lighting up with white light um and clean it gets a cleansing and a some loving get some loving and you know as always self-compassion adding that you know may i be kind to myself yeah is another way to really 
help smooth out those edges, ground you in your body, and clear out old stuff. Yeah, all of that is also Virgo season because Virgo is aligned with the belly. And then also is ruled by Mercury. So I feel like the crown chakra, like clearing that sort of connection, that divine communication connection Mm -hmm. with the heart feels really powerful. And then even that how that's also body centered, like aligning the spirit with the body. And that's also Virgo, you know, sign and physical health and Mm. (sighs) well-being. That feels good. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, let us know if you do it. Um, I'd love to hear how that goes for you. Yeah, on our Facebook page, the Facebook listener page, or yeah, Instagram. Instagram. Where ups? All right. Okay, so now it's time for Practical Magic. Okay, so this week I have been having so much fun with shadow work lately. And I just feel like going mm. into fall, like I met, I texted my friend Jennifer Joy, who we co-create the 2020 year most magical year yet planner. And I told her about existential kink and she was like, oh, that's so perfect for fall, which I ah. feel like that's true. Like that that's the shiny light into the darkness and going into the dark half of the year. It's a, it, mm-hmm. it does feel really good. And then the full moon in Pisces, which is so much about delving deep into the deep subconscious, unconscious. So shadow work this week is the practical magic recommendation. So you could Mm. do this on Tuesday night, tomorrow night. Um, Wednesday is also full moon in effect, but really throughout the week. Then that waning moon as we're moving into fall. Mm-hmm. We're entering into meteorological fall. I mean, it's not technically fall, but it's... How is well, it there? Is, um, are, where you live, is it colder? It's just, you could just start to feel it starting to get cooler. What about there? Here it's still in the 80s, but it's not terribly hot like it has been most... Although I just looked, it's... Yeah, it's basically 80s, high 70s. But you can still feel... I mean, like, even when I lived I in L.A., it. it was like, as soon as September started, I was like, oh, I can see the fall light. You know, you can mm. see the kind of... The, there's a certain quality of light in the fall that is just so... It's like luminous so yes. um, and you can feel it going toward the dark half of the year in this beautiful way I just love September and October mm-hmm. and that's part of why because it's like that's the um, joy of shadow work is entering into the full spectrum the full self so this yes. week you could do this you could um, one of the ways you could anchor this is by lighting a gray candle on your altar oh. as a, a symbol of neutrality, as a symbol of like the whole spectrum coming into that uh, aware. I mean, there's there's a real, I think, power. I think Virgo is one of the colors I associate with it is gray. It's mm. this like kind of grounded um, and clean sort of um, anchored mm-hmm. neutral feeling. And the, mm-hmm. I associate gray also with the high priestess in the um, mm, tarot. tarot who has the two pillars on either side of her. It's like that's part of her magic is being in that in-between space, which is a place where you um, accept all the aspects of yourself and all the aspects of the human condition. 
So you could check out Existential Kink if you want to go super deep into the shadow work. Um, or you could just set that intention, place that gray candle on your altar on the full moon or sometime throughout the week. Meditate, breathe, and set the intention to open up. To be willing to acknowledge, you know, your fears, your traumas, your challenges, and your joy. Like, there's also a lot of fear in that. There's a lot of vulnerability in opening up to the full spectrum of your joy, which is sometimes why mm. we want to hold on to, like, oh, I just keep on beating myself up over this one thing. And, like, yes. sometimes we do that because it, actually we don't realize it, but it's because we can sense how vulnerable it would feel to open up to just present moment joy. So instead mm -hmm. of that, we're like, oh, I still have this problem. Let me just concentrate on this problem with myself yes. and beat myself up. So it's all connected. <clears throat> but when you can accept all of that and set that intention and just setting that intention will get that ball rolling for you so that you can be alert, awake to how can I accept myself even more fully and how can I accept everything that I'm experiencing and this also goes along with just all the stuff that's happening in 2020 mm -hmm. and all all of the feelings that we have the emotions that we have um all of the things that we're observing it's like those what what's happening within us and what's happening outside of us like that is what's happening so yeah. if we are just like, oh, we just tense up around it and we're just like, I don't like that. I don't want that. We can do that, but it's still going to be there. So, Oh, my gosh. What you're saying right now, I had right before we recorded, I was doing this grounding meditation and I was looking at how much permission I was giving myself to ground to be here on Earth. Mm. And there was a little bit of me that was like, resisting it because it's like well I don't come from here I come from another dimension yeah. so I don't really belong here and then I was like well but I'm here right so I do belong here and I might as well if I ground into here fully then I can have I'm here anyway so right. I might as well have the full experience yes of it. yes yeah. and in this particular form it it's very temporary anyway too yeah that's true so, you so know, it's, well not, it's not like you're committing to like infinity of being in this life experience that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we're eternal beings that are just in this very short period of time of being a human in this particular body yeah so at this particular insane time yes so um all of that joy challenges love trauma expansion mm-hmm that's right. your practical magic. And that's stepping into your power, too, because that's where we have the power to create positive change is when we're like we also fully accept where we yes. are in and like how you kept saying in present time, in present yes. time. Here is where I am. Here's what's happening within me and around me. It's yes. not. I think sometimes we think that means so I should just be OK with it forever, where it's no. really not. It's sort of a paradox where it's like if I can fully step into what is right now in this moment, that is also when I become empowered to create positive change. Yes. By accepting your whole experience. I mean, it's surprising that the joy is there. Mm -hmm. Even in, I think I talked about this last week when I was grieving Dr. Yes. Schwartz, my God, it was like there was weirdly joy in there, <laughs> like yeah. this feeling of aliveness. 
yes. when you really go into all your feelings. Yeah. yeah, and we've talked about that a lot, that grief and joy have that same energy. And right now I'm seeing and tapping into how, uh, maybe I've said this before though, but how um, when you're grieving, you can't help it. Like you can't, it's like, it's just so powerful. You can't be like, oh, I don't want to feel that. It's like too bad. You, you're yeah. feeling it. Here we and go. so because it like rips you open and forces you to feel that completely, then you also are like, oh, and here's my joy. It's like, it's of course it's there when it's yeah, ripped open because it's like your natural right. state. And because, yeah, it is the same thing. As yeah. we've discussed before, the time I was on mushrooms and I was like, you don't understand. It's all the same. It is. Sadness and happiness. It is. The crying and laughter. It's the same thing. Yeah. And if, um, that's funny because I remember one time when I was on mushrooms, um, I wrote that's what out. I was too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was on mushrooms. So that I said, um, my to my friend she was like I just don't want this to end and I said but that's why everything's so beautiful because it ends (laughs) and then we wrote I think we painted that on the wall after that (laughs) what wall where were you oh at this house we rented in Pasadena during acting school oh my god we had a big uh, mushroom mural after that trip oh my god so funny Alrighty, well, now is it, it's time for our housekeeping, right? Yes, that's right. So you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can find some classes I have on there. Sign up for my mailing list. You get some free meditations when you do. You can schedule a reading with me. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at highestlighthealing. And where can we find you? You can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can sign up for my newsletter and find a bunch of free resources, spells, rituals, guided meditations, online workshops. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on uh, Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And And yes, you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can ask us a question there. You can go to find us at Instagram on Instagram where we're going to do, don't forget our live. Oh, we have to decide what we're going to do. I know. (laughs) Our live um, call. uh, Cocktail power hour. Cocktail power hour, September 2nd um, at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And you can find us at Magic Monday Podcast listeners on Facebook and Magic Monday Podcast on Facebook. Magic Monday Pod on Facebook. Yes. Should we decide now? Oh. Yeah. Let's decide now. What should we or do? Or should we decide after we pick our cards? Oh, that's a good idea. Let's do it. Okay. That. We're just okay. figuring it out as we go, you <laughs> <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> that's right. So okay. I'm picking once again from the Starseed Oracle. Okay, and I am drawing from the Cosmic Dancer Oracle, which I wrote, co-wrote with Sedona Soul Fire, which you can find on Amazon and wherever you like to buy books. Our friend can we Tanya. find your Oracle deck on your website or no? uh, yes, um, but that will take you to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Okay, and there's well. a link on there. Okay, great. But it's our a friend, great deck. Thank Both you. Of your decks, I really love. Thank you. Our friend Tanya was telling us to, telling me I needed to make it clearer where to get my Oracle deck. So that's. <laughs> oh, and Tanya will be a guest on our podcast oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks. Very We're really soon. excited. She There's wrote a, new a book, book called, coming out. Yeah, what's Self Care for Empaths. That's right. 
Okay, so I picked the Star Keeper, and listen to this, Cosmic Ancestor, See the Light by Staying Grounded. Ooh, perfect. Exactly what we were saying. Okay, you're an ancient keeper of the stars here to anchor and seed your light in your unique way. You've likely been incarnating on Earth for some time, dedicated to an era of awakening and bringing about a long-awaited shift in the planet's evolution. We're at a tipping point now. The survival of Earth and all its species is coming to a head. The more grounded you remain during this transitional period, the more helpful you'll be. The more you tend to the flames of your own heart, the more love you'll anchor into this planet. Oh my God. This is exactly like my, the energy report. Totally. It's like, oh my God. The wisdom of the stars is imprinted in your soul. The more soul fragments you call home, the more wisdom is seated here. Oh my gosh. Mm. Calling your energy back to you. You may be called to be in a different, in different places in the world to anchor this light. Perhaps, well, you can't take a trip now, so forget this. <laughs> well, forget maybe you it. could astrally travel. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You may find yourself experiencing awakening symptoms. The more grounded you remain, the more stable Earth's energy will become, and the less reactive humanity will be. Not to keep saying this, but this is what I was telling Tracy, and the question is, the more grounded he is in present time, the more grounded you are in present time, the less, the more stable you'll be to all this crazy earth energy yeah. that's happened. I mean, the earth energy isn't crazy, but the energy people are emanating into it. So in conclusion, um, you're here for a double mission to grow as an individual and as part of a larger collective that's bringing about a shift in frequency. Trust that you can be in the world, but not of it and lead a truly glorious life. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. So I drew the uh, slow down. Okay. It's I love this picture. It's a woman on a big snail, uh-huh. like riding a snail. The snail yeah. is so <laughs> cute. Um, okay. And it says, adopt a slower pace and be open to the receptive realm of beauty and magic. The fulfillment you seek through external striving is waiting to be discovered within where your heart's wisdom and divine connection await. Approaching life in a less hurried manner allows you to enjoy your everyday moments more fully, connect with your loved ones more deeply, and express your unique genius with greater mastery and style. It also prevents burnout and exhaustion. So there's a lot more, but I do want to read, um, I like this part, your diligence can serve as a sturdy anchor in the tumultuous tides of life. The time is right to mitigate potential sloppiness, excess, or fatigue by distributing your effort in a clean, clear, deliberate, and precise way. Mm. I like the Virgo energy of that. It's like, slow down so that you won't be so sloppy. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like, yeah. just like, distribute your energy in a more grounded way. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And clearing the clutter will help mm-hmm. you to be more grounded. So, shall we talk about being how we ground ourselves? Should that be being grounded oh, and present? Yes. Yeah. For um, our power hour. Hmm. Yeah. You like that? You you seem a little unsure. No, I think that feels good. I yeah. Like groundedness. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll talk about that. So if you want to join us, you can ask us questions and uh, participate or tell us how do you get grounded I'd love to hear from people about how they ground themselves yeah all righty thanks for listening everybody have a great week sending you love bye
how cool those kids are going to be?